cliffcentral.com Eh dumelamba hezu ena ke nako ya sipping tea honwati lengwa neno a ke mogatanga holo ba ke tshumi moraki eh monana re abua re bua ntshotsohle ha ho monwana o re sa o nyekeng ha ho matrasi o re sa o petroling ha ho stupu se re sa se politching ha e ka neng ditabatsa le nane o dithulana le maikutlo hao eh ka nnete ke taba o re o nyolosa gohlo o ye ka mane ka dipuding o dula o geletsa tsi le tla lo hahle o lukise monahano mo re abua re bua puo pha tumi ha ba shwe Okay, sorry. No, no, I was no, 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 no. I was busy multitasking with many buttons in front of me, and then I lost sense of time. But we are here. We're here. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, now, now my mouth is very much in line with the microphone. <laughs> I was here, but you know. to me, you were missed. What's about? Oh, I no. missed you guys. No. OMG. No, I definitely missed you. It's just not the same without without you. It's just not the same. I don't know. It's also hard for me to believe that you really missed me. I mean, you you dump me, get back together with me, leave me, get back together with me. I know. I know. See me as an ex. I I. And then I know, but can we now going forwards, moving forwards? Um, can we please work on our relationship and strengthening it and improving it and making sure that we are the long-lasting couple that we were destined to be? I love you too. I love. You. <sighs> <laughs> and welcome back from oh Australia and New Zealand and every other part of the world that you have been oh, gallivanting you. in. That, yes, I have been touching the world in all its beautiful bits. <laughs> Am I? Can you hear me? Because I can't hear myself. I can. I can hear you. I think you've probably got the, the wrong, wrong set of headphones. I was going to say you're going to say the wrong end of the stick. I'm like, girl, I always have my stick on the right okay. end. Mm-hmm. Okay, I never get that wrong. No, I, I <laughs> would tell you right now. Wait, I, I heard some. Also, it's not me. It's the wire. Oh my gosh, I need to pull the wire. <laughs> What's with the innuendo? All right, she's definitely back. Oh, I'm so back. She but why does it always find me? The innuendo finds me. I don't go looking for it. I'm like minding my own business, having a conversation with my ballet, and then there's a random innuendo, boom, in my face. I'm like, oh my god, I am such a victim of innuendo. Um, you just reminded me of the sound that you hear whenever you're watching an episode of. Keeping up with the Kardashians, for example, because you know they have that sound to them when they speak. Yes. When you spoke, now you just reminded me of that. It's like it's like the sound of a few brain cells just chilling, <laughs> going. I we don't have to show up for work. And I, I came across an article about a week or two ago about how apparently speaking that way is damaging to your vocal cords. Oh my god! Oh really? my god! Like yeah. if you totally like speak like this yeah. all the time, yeah. it's like totally bad for your voice. But like how like i don't know oh my god <laughs> so you're like ultra cool but you're like messed up <laughs> i think i don't get it like i'm not i'm not really like hurting myself no but it's definitely bad for your vocal cords i don't look there's a very they're science they're just annoyed by it and they didn't have an excuse and they couldn't really like nobody has the balls to go to the kardashians and be like oh my god you can't speak wait they can't speak that way they can't really go up to the kardashians and say listen dudes you sound stupid speak properly <laughs> so then they have to go uh according to the latest research done by we've had enough of your voices 
we are, uh, you are actually hurting your vocal cords yeah. when you speak that way, besides hurting our ears and our brains. Yeah, that is what they say. That is what they say. But I like it. In fact, I want to start a character, and I'm going to have it on radio and on YouTube, and mm. she's going to speak like this. What's her, what's her name going to be? <laughs> oh my God. The thing I was about to say would get me into so much gag. Not here. Not on Uncensored. Not on uncensored, uncensored, unfiltered, unauthorized, un all of it. She'd call herself Boti Untouched. Oh. Ha, ha, ha. Untouched. Huh? <laughs> Uh, listen, send your messages you through huh. to us. You gotta, huh? You saw what I said, what I did there, huh? E- e- okay, okay. You saw what I did there? No, no, I, I like it, I like it. I like it, it works. Uh, send your messages through to us, you know, if you want to say hi to Dumi, who's now officially back as a South African, even though some people were worried you might be ditching us for the other land, which you were telling me. Which you were telling me, Hore, is very expensive living that side and oh you don't gosh. understand how people emigrate to that place. Yeah, I don't. I'm like, I'm sorry. Uh, if you're white and you're thinking of running away and you're like, Australia's still an option. No, no, it's not. <laughs> Unless you've got a nice high paying job and you're trying to run away. If you're black, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> Have some dignity. Stay. Um, no, but on a serious note, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I suppose because of the value of the rand as well. Or the lack of value of the rent. <laughs> yeah, no. That just made it painful. I literally had to find a Chinese-owned curio shop to get stuff I could afford. After I'd seen the same stuff at double the price. So I found this place at like in a little honji. Honji? Yeah, in Sydney. Mm. In Sydney, there was a little, there was this place. Like I went downstairs and there it was. They had legit the stuff you will find and buy at double the price in other parts of Sydney. Yeah. I found it in this shop owned by a Chinese couple who are really awesome. And what kind of, I mean, were you struggling to find things that you can relate to? It's not like, you know, you were eating kangaroo or anything strange. I, I ate like, kangaroo. Oh, it was you? amazing. Skippy. It, Skippy. I could just feel Skippy judging me. Is it a soft um, meat or is it very a, tough? It's like game. People who enjoy mm. game actually will enjoy uh, kangaroo. It reminded me of kudu because um, I'm those people who enjoy my, my, my meat medium ray. So you like it medium rare. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> you're such a problem. I know. You make me very naughty. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. You know what it was. I think it's because in South Africa we are spoiled, guys. What you pay for a healthy meal here, you will pay out of your ass for that side. So. Because, you know, I told you guys I'm on this diet, on this regime. Oh, I can tell you right now officially. <laughs> this is my official statement. Okay. For the past two weeks, I was... Dawa? Wait, how? Me? Didn't happen. Did not happen. But also because the cuisine. Because I had some... There was some authentically aborigine offerings. And I was like, come on, I'm overseas. How can I now be eating vegetables and restricted protein when I can be tasting the culture. No, this is a, so what, what, what I kind w- of things were you eating seaweed, from the aborigine? Thick tuna, seaweed. seaweed in a certain way. Yes. 
What do uh, they do to it besides? I don't know what that thing they did no, was. No, but I but mean, it's not the kind of food you can order here. Like hey. the way it was made. Like I, I can't explain. But it. I don't imagine that there's much you could do with seaweed. Like what do you do? No, it was tasty Good. as if. Okay. Um, right. some other stuff I can't remember because I was drunk while having it, and I was hey, just that's that's allowed. Keep myself from damaging my my liver. Um, I did bring bring back authentic booze from there as well. Oh, so yes, you'll be coming over. Yes. Um. But the food is pretty much what we have here. But I do get why South Africans go there. It feels like home, mm, you know? Mm, and I mean, mm. if you consider that the continent, I mean, uh, what it is now is just built on what? Pr- prison, uh, on criminals. I mean, it was, didn't they send criminals there? Isn't that how Australia came to be Australia? Weren't they like, ah, yes, is, 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 is this, on Australia, on that island called Australia? Is this after they hunted the aboriginal, <laughs> aboriginal people and was, cho- chased, before, chased them and away? Then, that's another thing. It was very interesting. Like, because, you know, uh, uh, Australia championed anti-apartheid stuff, right? Mm. But what they were doing to the Aborigines mm. in the back. It's I, like it that was, guy. It was only uh, up until a few decades ago that the law changed mm. where it was still legally you were allowed to hunt Aboriginal That's people, rough, hunt them rough. like you go shooting duck on a weekend. Dude. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the conversations that was happening, the dialogue, because I barely met any actual... Um, uh, um, what did what do you call them? Um, authentic Australian Aborigines. Mm. I met I met a lot of mixed mm. race um, people who had the Aborigine blood in them. But it was also very interesting to find out like there's a whole book now that's been written about these Aborigine children who were taken away from their parents, and the government claimed it was for the children's own good. Wait, what did they do with them? With they the took them and they just spread them out among their people. And raise them themselves, I think maybe through some in orphanages anyway. Um, so it's, it's, it's a thing that's happening now about displacement and it makes you think about our country as well. At least I was, you know, when I say at least, it's like you can take it out there. We can come. It's like the lesser of, of two evils yeah. when you talk about at least mm. in this but country's dude, history. But here you're having a, the kind of displacement where you were taken away from your parents forcefully because you're told it's for your own good. So your own parents were apparently a danger to you. And then you grow up and then you find that they had other children who grew up there who I don't know how they kept those ones from being taken away. And then you have those ones who now, after they've grown up and are of age, want to reconnect with their families. Like, mm. you mess with people psychologically mm. beyond everything else. And also because they're such a spiritual people. You know, when people still live in the way of their ancestors, you know that they're always very connected to the earth, very mm. connected to spirit. Do you realize how you've also torn their souls up, you know? Every, everything that they know, they, their existence to, mm. to run on. Mm. Yeah. And then you move to New Zealand, which is a whole other thing. Because now in Australia, I just went, I get why the that big exodus happened after 94, because Australia is quite white. And even with the cuisine, for me to have found places where they're like, ah, you can have this thing, which is, you know, all sort of a traditional dish was in very specific places. And then you get to New Zealand, where, but then you, it's, it's very mixed, right? Mm. Then you get to New Zealand, in, it's in also New quite Zealand, mixed, yeah. New Zealand and Australia. Then New Zealand is also quite mixed. Um, but what I found interesting was that I saw a lot of Maori people. You could spot the islanders. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And hubba, 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 hubba. <laughs> well, well, well. Yo. Hi. Oh, yeah. Hi, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Me, I was glad I was working there. Actually, but I'm, I mean, I'm t- 
tell me, are they big? They are big. Are they tall? You know what I said? What, what I said? Shoulders? And I was like, I hope my belly understood me correctly when I said they are thick and their women are thick. Like, the women are thick. Now, when I say their women are thick, I'm not saying, oh, the women are fat. No, 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 no. Thick. Mm. You break, know, you break, know. Break, it, like, break it down to somebody who doesn't understand what, what thick, thick is, means. Thick means there is meat on that bone. <laughs> there is. It is it and it is it's solid. It is you know if you cut her you are getting thick rump, you're getting good you're not getting high fat content. You are just getting And you're not getting bones either. No, you're not no. getting bones, you are far from it. Yeah. You're getting a filling meal. So like when 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 she's on top of you and she's got a good rhythm. You're going go- to cry. And you, she's got cry. a good rhythm going. There yes. are parts of her you yeah. can you can yeah. hold wait, on wait, to. Wait, wait, wait! My inner lesbian is becoming a jack in the box. Yo, wait, wait, wait! Ah. Woo, there was so much to take in because all of them are hot, male, female, like, and you know they've got these tattoos. One had a tattoo on her chin. I was like, girl, and then her man rocks up holding the baby, and I'm like, yo, Tate, do you not want to come and tackle me now? We can work out a hack between us. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, was a problem. We can work out a hacker in the bed between the sheets. Listen, Iman. <laughs> and what I did do for myself in order for my own pleasure and joy, hey. I did buy for my husband, <laughs> uh, Maori jersey, you know. You know, there's the national rugby jersey. Then there's the one that only the Maori players wear. Oh, okay. No, me, a, I did not know this. On the, on the thing. And then it just, it holds on correct. You know how here, when you buy a men's shirt, mm, mm. it's that square. <laughs> and then when you buy a woman's shirt, the shape. Yeah, it it cleans they, the shape if, with the, the with the guys. The guys oh, the okay, ladies, okay. All this, yeah, the yeah. inner, the grabbing of what needs to be grabbed in order for you to can understand what is coming your way. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only thing I didn't enjoy, of course, was not being able to see more because I was working. But I did sky jump. I'm gonna post it online. I sky jumped. I had a GoPro strapped to my wrist, and I recorded my entire jump. So now I'm ready to bungee. Did you scream like a like a six year old? I was so disappointing as a person of color because I was so damn comfortable. <laughs> like you know when everybody's going, you're not scared. I'm like eh, we don't come st- uh, scared as a standard. <laughs> not like all oh, standard black no, woman. You know, scared. Uh, historically we're kind of tough. Yeah. So actually, this yeah, thing of us being yeah. scared makes no logical sense. And the reason I bring that up is because you know I was working with SA Tourism. We were promoting South Africa. To the Australians and New Zealanders Because they were like Okay for every one you've taken from us We'd like some to come and pop money Anyway yes. um, And I I travelled around the country Before then to shoot some footage For this roadshow that we were doing And I remember um, in, in one of the On one of the safaris The elephant uh, Not the elephant Well the elephant also went into our thing And I wasn't freaking out I actually took a selfie with it mm. And the guy was like I'm so surprised because usually African women would, you know, scream because mm, you're saying, come down, come, stay calm, stay calm. I'm like, do you not see that I'm calm? <laughs> and he goes, oh yeah, you're right. You're fine. Anyway, when the lion approached, that's when this guy was like, you're not even flinching. I'm and like, like, yeah, no. My no. Guy, no. Just, and he says to me, I have to tell you, you are definitely, and I've been on this job for a very long time. You are the bravest black woman I've ever met because you are just in there with the nature. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, they don't really uh, make us a lot of one mold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was also nice to know that I am brave. Because um, I did that sky jump 
funny enough, the first thing I said before I jumped, the last thing I said before I jumped was, people say being a stand-up comedian is one of the scariest things you can do. Yeah, well, it does sound and look scary from the outside looking at you people on the stage. So I was like, I want to test the theory. And so far, yes, getting on stage is scarier than what I did because I was not scared. Yeah. The only scary time was getting off the ledge because I'm not used to that feeling of just jumping off something and floating for ages. But yeah, I've got footage to prove what I'm saying. Because also that people are like, yeah, you're lying. You are booping yourself. I'm like, okay. <laughs> we boopil. <laughs> now imagine. <laughs> you, you, you are boopil. So I've got footage. Physical evidence that Timmy Meraki was not scared. Um, And then you are back now. So what's your jet lag situation been like? Because you came back and then you went, you, you flew straight to Durban or something and you did work. And, but now you're, you're like, you're fucked. You messed up. You're tired. You are man down. I should be, Mm. but I'm still running. Like it's insane. Before I came here, I was in the beginning of a rehearsal, came here. I'm doing the show after the show. I'm going back into my rehearsal. Like I don't know what I'm running on. But maybe it's need for December, man. That's that's what I'm running on right now. Because, you know, you, you, there's nothing worse than you enjoy December and then January is reminding you about December. Going, hey, I can't. Hey, I can't. 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 I no, 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 I hear you. He's calling you Jäger that time. Mm, Jäger, Jäger. It was nice, I get it? Everybody a Jäger on me. <laughs> no, I think, I think I'm, I'm definitely feeling it. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people are also feeling it. You know, yeah. it's like you're running on empty at this time of the year. Yeah, try that and add three children to it. Oh, no. I, I beg you. No, I don't. I don't want to add three children onto <laughs> it. But interestingly enough, when you talk about children, because uh, we've got a guest joining us today for yeah. our show. And we're going to be talking about... It, what is it? It's it's the it's the first it's work, ever first ever working mothers expo. Okay, see now this um this I think has been a, a long time coming. Yes, uh because you know we we keep hearing and historically we know we've witnessed and we've been told that you know being being a parent is arguably one of the toughest things that you'll ever do. Amen. As, hallelujah. As an adult, an adulting. Mm. And, um, you know, also historically, we know that mothers, you know, haven't always gotten a hundred percent support that they need yes. in being able to do what they do, especially mm. working mothers. Cause you know, now you're out here being an independent career woman and then you get home and you're supposed to be this wonderful, accessible mother who, you know, saves the world mm. every time your child bumps their leg and they mm. cry or something. Yeah. Or when they tell you how they have a biology project due, but Yay. it's due tomorrow, Yay. but they got it a month ago. Now you must micromanage your children, micromanage yourself, micromanage your spouse if there's one. Yeah, so I'm I'm curious to see what this expo says because uh, that's another thing, you know, but there are women who look like they're making it and they're coping and they're just not sharing their secret with the rest of us yeah. who walk out with Gucci bags under our <laughs> eyes, crawling out of that thing with our pants back to front because we are so out of it, we don't even realize, you know? And then here's this bitch who walks out looking like perfection, like she walked straight out of Cosmo and her child has a cake that she made her damn self. And uh, when everybody went to her, treating the child was wearing a costume that the mother sold her damn self and i'm like this is a lie this is a lie she's a vampire or she has little uh what you call minions hiding in her house but uh, i loved how like one of one of the first things you uh they they say when they're selling this uh mother working mothers expo is that 67 percent of working mothers 
are unable to cope with the demands on their time. And you know what the saddest thing that I find is, is a lot of these mothers keep silent about it and they don't vocalize it and they don't say because for some reason they feel like that's a shameful thing to admit. Guys, I'm under a lot here. Especially the married ones. Where... You know what I mean? Because you're going, yeah, but you're married. I'm sure there's at least there's two of you. And you're thinking, actually, no. Yeah, no, no, no. He, he decided his job was just to make sure the sperm made it to the egg. <laughs> the rest. I had to take care to of everything else. Okay. So we're going to get into uh, the workings, Working Mothers Expo. The first of its kind. Mm. Um, happening, th- happening this year. Yes. So we're very excited to be talking about the workings. M- m- ah, English, not your mother. About- <laughs> <laughs> Not my mother tongue. Uh, this is Sipping Tea with myself, my buddy Moloim. And Simi Miranki. And uh, we'll be back right after this. Baby. I mean, you might Baby. recognize, you might recognize that tune. It's a, it's a young remake mm. of, uh, the, the, the great Ma- Marvin Gaye. Wait, is your microphone on here? What's my going microphone on? should oh, okay. be on. No, is it, it on? is on. Yes, it is yeah, on. Sorry. Yeah. We do run a professional establishment here, do we? <laughs> Please, please, huh? please. Sexual healing. Okay, all right. And now we're going to change gears a little bit because after that sexual healing, baby, mm, nine what happens l- is that you make babies yeah. that nine months later. Nine months then later. Then it's all like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and so we've got Janice Vint joining us this morning. Yes, queen. Queen, hello, Janice. Hello, Timmy Mabale. Nice to see you guys. Good Janice, you. you are the managing director of the Working Mothers Expo. I am. Am I right to say that this is a f- the first of its kind in South Africa happening? It is, Mabala. It's actually the first of its kind in the world. Oh, oh hey wow. Now. Okay. In the world. In the world. There's a few entrepreneurial expos and shows out there in the UK and Australia, but yeah. this yeah. is the first one that brings everything working mothers need together under one roof. Wow. I mean, it, you know, it seems to me like, ah, oh, but no brainer. This should have been in existence years ago already because, you know, we mentioned uh, being, being a parent, being a mother in particular, one of the hardest things that you will do as an adult. Uh, so how did the idea come about to have the Working Mothers Expo? So it's quite a personal story. I was working at an investment bank and I was working incredibly long hours and it was a hectic, hectic role. And I had two kids under two. Oh, <laughs> easy. <laughs> under two. Easy. Two under I two. I know you're like, Insane. Yo, you've got oh three. Oh, hey, two. Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> Someone had told us unprotected oh. sex. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Janice, yeah. I interrupt. <laughs> Listen, our, our second <laughs> child is just the most, they both are the most delicious little boys. They oh. are so amazing. I'm so in love with them. They are like the joy of my life. Those early years were so hard though. Oh, yes, that's yes. a mantra. I know, sleep. I know, I know. When she, when she wants to kill them. That's how those kids make you. They make you. Homicidal, you, and then you you repeat to yourself, they're so dead. I know. <laughs> I was just, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say this is something that I notice a lot because I, I I I'm not a mother. I don't have any children, but I do always notice that mothers will typically complain about something or vent about something, and then it's almost as if they catch themselves and they're like. Oh, but you know, my kids, I love my kids. And with, without them, my world wouldn't be the same. I mean, is, is there a lot of guilt that is associated with complaining about how hard it is to being a mother? You know, I think there is. And I think also people have masks up often. You know, I think yes. that that was my personal experience mm. is that I was finding it really hard. And I looked around, I looked on Facebook 
And I looked at everyone's Facebook posts and they had these perfect little pictures of them wheeling their prams with their babies down the road and everything looked like an ad out of the, out of the U magazine or living and loving. And my house at home looked like an explosion. (laughs) It looked like a (laughs) war zone. It was just insane. (laughs) And I'd arrive at work and I'd also put the mask on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you walk through those revolving doors and you're like, I'm going to do this. I'm superwoman. I'm coping. And you don't even talk about your family at home, especially not in an investment bank type of environment. You know, you're very Do you look like a weakling very... if you talk about your family? I don't think so. I think... Um, Everyone's just very professional. Oh, okay. You know, it's like, yeah. it's a very professional environment. And my background was consulting and investment banking and that sort of stuff. So it's all, you know, it's very kind of, it's not cold, but it's just very professional. So, and you know, when the wheels are coming off at home, it's even more reason why you don't mention it, <laughs> yes, right? Because yes, if you start talking, yes. you could end up in tears. You know what yeah, I mean? Like you yeah. haven't slept. You've got two kids under two. <laughs> oh, they are, you've okay. had to leave them at the daycare. The one is nine months old. The, the other one is like not even two. Sorry, I'm getting my maths wrong. Can see I'm sleeping <laughs> proud. They're like less than six months and less than two. And yeah. it's just insane, right? I mean, I used to run to that daycare while I was still pregnant with my second. Oh my I had one. I mean, he was like nine, ten months old. I'm carrying him on my hip with my huge preggy tummy, oh running up the stairs in my heels and my corporate oh outfit. My like God. those moms at the, the daycare where my kids were, they became like family. Hey, they were amazing. Cause that's the one place I could be real. You yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm like, I'm struggling, but at work, Everything's work and corporate and professional because I was very serious about my career. Yeah. I always have been. Like yeah. that was like my big focus. Um, but then when the kids came along, I realized that Something's actually is my biggest give. priority. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's so hard, right? You have this passion, you have this drive, you have this career that you've been building for more than a decade. Mm. And then the kids arrive and they are more important. Your yes. husband, my husband and my kids come before my work, mm. even today. Mm. Yesterday I, I was asked to have an interview on a radio station when I was with my kids at swimming. I said, I'm sorry, I can't. Yeah. Right? I'm taking my kids to swimming. Yes. It's a priority for them. Mm. And you've got to do that because otherwise you end up not pleasing anyone. But at the time when they were so little mm. and I was just sleep deprived and not coping at all I started writing about it Just to answer your first question But let, let, let me Let me ask you both This question as yeah. mothers then mm. This need to To come across As being able to do it all mm. I mm. mean is that uh, As a result of The societal pressure That's put on mothers Or do mothers themselves Also you know mm. Put that pressure on themselves mm. To say Oh but I can never be seen To be falling apart yeah. I have to look like mm. I've got it together All the time such a good I mean, question, and, yeah. at, at some point, do you know? Do you think that mothers need to own that pressure that they put on on themselves? Mm. Well, mm. I, for me, I know it's because I was trying to be my mother-in-law. Because I was like, "Oh my God, it's together!" She got. I'm watching my husband and my my late sister-in-law at the time, and I'm going, "Yo, but home." How, 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 you know? Mm. And she watched me and she, th- I think she picked it up because one day I, re- and this is when I still had one child. And one day she sat me down and she said, stop trying to be perfect. Wow. Stop trying to be perfect. What a beautiful you woman. Do hey, your, you, lucky. you do your best and it's enough. Stop mm. it. Mm. And she said, you're going to literally burn yourself out trying to be perfect. Mm. And ever since then, ah, the gloves have been off. Mm. I'm, I've never been happier. I trust myself more as a mom now. Isn't that know? awesome? And you can just be real. Mm. Like, I think that's the thing is I, I really like being real. Yeah. Like, I think life is so short and so, you can't go around it, kind of having these masks up and pretend perfect. But just to answer your question from my perspective, I think women have their identity so closely wrapped up in all these roles. You know mm. what I mean? Like, I feel like if they fail in any of them, 
they're failing. And I think all of us, like you say, you were trying to prove something to your mom-in-law. Mm. We're all trying to prove something to someone. To someone, yeah. yeah. Even yeah. ourselves at times. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm curious though. So this Working Mothers Expo, what's the difference between this and going to, cause you know, usually when you hear mommy's expo, you think, ah, oh, there's a baby expo. Oh, more mm. baby stuff to buy and more kitty stuff to buy. What exactly are we going to get out of this? Are we going to be hugging the whole time? Hugging it out and crying? <laughs> I hope there'll be some hugging. I won't lie. <laughs> hugging is good. We like hugging. <laughs> so this is totally different from any expo you've been to before. Mm. Baby Expo is all about nappies and prams. Mm. And people go there for the cheap nappies and they get out as quickly as possible. They're wonderful. <laughs> but it's hectic. This is a moment for mom. It's everything about mom. So we've actually turned down exhibitors that have wanted to bring nappies and prams and that kind of oh, stuff. Lovely. We've said yeah. no. This is things that help mom. So it's it's au pairs, it's drivers, it's flexible work opportunities, it's drivers healthy going. food. Yeah. <laughs> but brilliant drivers, like with tracking on the cab so you oh, know exactly lovely. where your kids are, videos and um, there's they're all mounted with cameras. Cool kids cabs is our, our big exhibitor there oh, on the driving. Awesome. Fit Chef is doing our cafe in the middle and they do healthy food delivered a month in advance to your oh, home. Wow. And they're launching their kids program. At the expo. So they've devised this whole new way of creating food where it's kind of plug and play, where you get like one kid likes carrots, another kid hates them. You kind of pull out some rice, pull out some carrots, pull out some meat that some yeah. that eat and you put it all together and they eat. So will it save the lives of people like me who have highly allergic kids and now I'm going mm. this gluten free story. A, it's expensive for me. B, I don't have time to sit in the kitchen trying to focus on whether this thing has gluten or this one has milk or you know what I mean um, so is it that kind of support as well and do they also will there be people helping us make meals in a way that feels less like we have to be in the kitchen for 18 years absolutely Wayne's actually speaking at um, 12 o'clock on the Saturday mm-hmm. and he's talking about how to feed your family well really quickly he has this program where you can cook I think it's like two weeks of meals in a couple of hours ahead of time what? yeah he's extreme efficient healthy cooking that's his thing so he's going to sort us out in terms of feeding our families. Oh my God. And then we've got amazing speakers like Anne Wilson, who's flying out from the UK. She's called The Wealth Chef. So oh, she's talking wow. about financial independence and yes. how to develop that. We've got Nikki Bush speaking about parenting on the run. Like when you're really busy, how do you mm. connect with your kids mm. in a short amount of time? Mm. Really focus on them, not be distracted by technology and all sorts yes. of stuff like that. And we've even got some exhibitors from the U.S. who've got this coach who's flying out specifically for the expo, oh, Sable. Wow. Her company's called She Works Now, and she talks all about exactly now. what you were asking about, guilt and how do you yes. manage all of it and how yes. do you build your life in a way that works for you because it's different for everyone, mm. right? So this wealth management thing is around because I know with me, when my career was taking off, that's when I started having babies. And a lot of my girlfriends were like, uh, how could you do this? How could you do this? Do you see how amazing your life is about to be? And you go and have a baby? And now you go and have the... I literally... Yeah, they set me down. Like, and and I think that will be great. So it means even for working women who are ready to have babies, mm-hmm. it'll be great for them as well. Because, I Absolutely. mean, a lot of people think you are threatening your income stream by becoming mm-hmm. a mom. I mean, look at you. you. Did you give up your investment lifestyle, life You know, they, they were amazing to me. I was so lucky. I When I was really not coping, they actually offered me half day. So I was oh, working nice. half day. Yes. I was going home to the kids. But even with that half day, a half day at an investment bank is a full day in six hours. Let's just get real, right? <laughs> so I can like, only it imagine. was full on. And, and I mean, masks off, right? Yeah. I would arrive home in the afternoons exhausted, 
finished, nothing left to give my kids. And it was not working. Like the wheels mm. were coming off at home mm. big time. Mm. So that's part of the reason why I started writing about it and blogging about it mm. and ended up interviewing all these mums from around the world, a mm. um, hundred mums from 17 countries sure. around the world and sharing wow. their stories. And, and that's how this need came across. Cause like you say, we all suffer the same things. I mean, I'm just mm. listening to you. There's now, just some chicks who look amazing at it and you look, you look at yourself, you go, why, how, why, how? But you're looking at the outside, right? Yeah. You're looking at those yeah. Facebook posts. Yeah. You know, oh. they're like, oh. you, you get a two second moment where everyone's smiling around the birthday cake looking. Yeah. And then two minutes <laughs> after that, your two year old screaming, yeah. your older one doesn't want it anymore. And then the six year old just... has caught fire from yeah. the birthday candle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the real mom. I remember, you know, the comments I get under my kids' posts. Because when I post, that's the thing I avoid. Mm. Because I don't want people to think it's perfect. Because then I feel they'll ask me, "How do you do it?" Because then I'll have to lie. <laughs> and I took a picture of yeah. my daughter who was refusing to put on her pants mm. and wanted to take all the balloons from the party. <laughs> and what did I do that day? Because I was tired. I let her. And I took a picture of my child. In the driveway, because also, you know, it's dangerous in a parking lot at a restaurant. You're like, no, let me carry you. She won't let me carry her. Took a picture. I'm like, yeah, she's having it her way. This is what you must know. Don't judge me. She wanted it this way. I'm done. (laughs) Mm, mm. Half naked child with balloons. Two-year-old walking <laughs> randomly. Well, I mean, I can just, I can just picture it, and because it's your child, mm. it, it probably must have been quite a sight to see. Mm. Now, Janice, you spoke about storytelling and sharing stories, and I wonder if the expo is going to be able to offer anything in the way of support, because. Um, from, from what I can observe from the outside looking in is, um, you know, there's, there's still this, this, um, this competitive edge between mothers where, you know, some mothers want to, you know, feel like they're doing a better job than the next mother. You know, mm. there's still this thing of mothers trying to outshine like each other. Like those awkward birthdays in the suburbs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, is, is there any way that, you know, um, mothers can, you know, just to be a little bit kinder to themselves oh, yeah. when it comes to that whole thing? You know, you are hitting on the heart of what I'm going to be talking about. Actually, oh, on this okay. okay, then let's get straight into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, it's so interesting because when, when you're inside a corporate, what you often find is women are really competitive with each other. Mm. And even inside friendship circles, I don't know if you've found this, yeah. but like close friends, it's, I don't know what it is about women, but we are constantly competing and undermining each other to make ourselves feel better. Undermining a, a click. I don't have a click. Oh, I don't have a squad. I struggle. And I'm not interested in one. Yeah. 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 I struggle. I must say, I've always enjoyed working with men. <laughs> They're just so straight down yeah. the line. And they, the they, they compete for entirely different things. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah. So it's great. It's, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. And we've totally got all those things done, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And for them, they solve it now. An issue for them exactly. is like, this. what is is the issue you can't you're not mm. talking to me just because mm. i'm nasty tell me exactly what i've done yeah. so we can get over it yeah. you know what i mean and then they'll either punch it punch it out or talk it out and go oh brew you got it wrong brew this is the thing oh okay let's have a beer and then they're fine yeah for us it has to be has generations to be, and generations yeah. of war and then my grandmother's grandmother's grandmother had a fight with your mother <laughs> and then we only make peace 10 generations later oh. 
yeah, it's crazy. Hey, it's crazy. But I think that's the thing that really hit me about yeah. organizing this Working Mothers Expo is in May this year, we put out a survey for Mother's Day yes. to moms saying, what do you want to say to other working moms to encourage mm. them? Mm. And the stark contrast between these moms just pouring their hearts out to complete strangers. We had 1,200 moms reply. Sure. Mm-hmm. The quotes they sent were beautiful. We uh. made a short movie, which I'm going to show when I speak on Saturday, mm. um, just after Wayne. And the... It, it's just so moving to see how moms will actually step up for each other. Yes. And I really think we need to encourage that. I mean, mm. I think out of the interviews, a lot of the moms are asking me, don't you want to set up coffees or some way that yes. we can meet other moms and develop a support network yes. and kind of be there for each yes. other? And I think we need to think across boundaries. I mean, mm. the honest truth, I believe, is that every mother is a working mother. Yeah. So even Even if you, you know, you... Stay at home. Uh, quote unquote, a stay at home mother and you don't no, clock you in really? into an office every day. Yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah. Being a stay at home mom is the hardest work that there is. And I think if you ask any working mother, she'll agree. Hey. Mm. Yeah. Because I mean, I remember I did a corporate for a, an insurance company mm. and they were talking about the costs that people incur in a death. And one of, one example they gave was, okay, let's take a man who loses his wife mm. and he stays with the kids and she was a stay at home wife. Cause they were talking about things we underestimate in terms of cost. And they said, so your stay-at-home wife dies and you don't think it's going to be such a huge uh, financial impact on you, right? But the figures that came up, and these weren't even women coming up with these figures going, this is how important we are. These were dudes and they were like, this is how much the au pair is going to cost you. This is how much the lady will be cleaning your house is going to cost you. This is how much you're going to be spending in doctors and you know things that you need to get done this is these by the way on top of that these are things you probably need to do for your child on the side that this late wife of yours would have been doing so you're also losing the hours you used to have between the office and home mm-hmm. you know and there i was i literally i sat back and i thought oh my god you know, I, there, there are a lot of girls as well who are now independent and working and they look down on their mothers, you know, going, ah, well, it's not like, it's not my fault. She decided that she's going to give up on life and sit at home and raise us. And I'm like, she did not give up on life. She made a huge <laughs> career choice. So she you. decided you guys mm-hmm. are the career choice mm-hmm. that she's making. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. a lot of men are successful. Why? They haven't had to stress about the child's colic. They haven't had to stress about what their child is wearing to Trick or treat, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. they haven't had to, um, make sure there's a meal in front of this guy who doesn't even know which button to press on the microwave to warm up his food, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, button. Yeah. So are you speaking a lot to single working mothers or is it as long as you're a mother? I think as long as you're a mother, we've, we've got a special heart for single moms though. Hey, yeah. I must be honest. I mean, I don't know if you guys have read Cheryl's, I'm sure you have read Cheryl Sandberg's Lean In Lean and in. all the stuff mm. she said. And mm. she's actually retracted a lot of that since she sadly, when she lost her husband mm. and now she's a single mom. What mm. are some of the things that she said, you know, for, she, for people not familiar with the book? Oh, for sure. She was talking about how you really need to lean into your career as much mm. as possible for mm. as long as possible. Mm. Cause what women tend to do is we tend to be quite strategic, right? We're talking yeah. about this yeah. before yeah. we went on air. Yeah. Plan ahead. Exactly. Exactly. So you're thinking at the start of your career, I want to structure my career. I did this. I want to structure my career in such a way that I can work half day. 
so that mm. I can be home with the kids. So you make career choices mm. that may not lend you, lend, end up in you being as senior as you could have been in the organization. Mm. That's her argument. Mm. And then by the time the kids come along, you don't necessarily have enough sway to ask for all the things you need. So in summary, she's saying lean in, work as hard as you can while you can. Sure. And then when the kids come along, you're a senior and you can call the shots and you can say, this is what I need to make this work. But there's yeah. counter arguments to that, right? She yeah. was married at 24. She had met her husband. They were building a relationship mm. while she was building her career. Mm. And she had an amazing husband supporting mm. her. Mm. And as soon as he really sadly passed away, she's feeling it now. And yeah. she's actually said a lot of her perspectives have changed significantly since writing that book. It's funny because, you know, I felt that way about my career as well, you know, because um, it's hard not to compare yourself sometimes. You mm. know, you have those moments of weakness where you start to go, I would be so far right now. Mm. And I've thought mm. about that, mm. that, you know, in a lot of ways, the, the choice to still have the children and still even have the marriage. Uh, sometimes I feel like, oh, did I sabotage my career? Because by now I could mm. be deciding what I'm doing and not, not and what I'm not doing. Instead, there are still parts of the country where people are actually experiencing me for the first time. And mm. I start to blame that uh, I went and had children. As opposed to going pace yourself. Mm. You can't be at everybody exactly. else's pace as well. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Janice, um, let's, let's talk a little bit about where your passion came from to, to speak to mothers and to connect mm. with other mothers in this way. Because, you know, for, for a lot of people in the world, you know, we wake up every day and we think to, think to ourselves, uh, you know, every man for himself. I just need mm. to take care of myself and my immediate environment. But, you know, for you, it's, it's more personal than that because you genuinely want to, to be able to reach as many mothers as possible to, mm. to be able to help them. Where, where, where does that interest and that passion come from to, to help other mothers? So it did come a lot from my own experience and for how the time that I really wasn't coping, mm. I actually didn't know who to talk to because you've got to be so careful yes. about like, who you open up yes. with, especially in, in like a corporate environment. Mm. So it was so amazing to me when I, I started having coffee with some of my colleagues and I actually interviewed them <laughs> oh, wow. and recorded the interviews because yeah. I was asking them, how do you do it? Like, what? Tell me, talk me through a day. How mm. does your morning look mm. like? What, what do you do day to day to make mm. this work? And it was amazing how in each person that I spoke to, I chose them because I thought, wow, this girl's really got it together. Yeah. And as I started speaking to her, her own challenges came out and they were different for each person. Sure. And I think just that realization that I'm not alone. Mm. Everyone is struggling with this and mm. we all think we're alone mm. and we all think everyone else is perfect and mm. we're not coping. And my heart just broke. It mm. broke for myself. It mm. broke for all these other women. Mm. And I just had to do something about it. I, I didn't realize it would end up in an expo. I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think anyone would read my blog, you know, like I just started writing to kind of get it off my chest yeah. and get it out there. And then yeah. when the Huffington Post picked it up and they were suddenly, it was so funny one weekend, I said to my husband, I was like, oh, there's like 19,000 hits on this article. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's just like, what happened? You know, it just, yeah. and I realized the need. And yeah. I think that marrying of when you've been through something really tough mm. and you haven't yet really overcome it, but yeah. you're starting to figure out how to overcome it, your heart really gets soft for other people in a similar so position. So are our husbands invited? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But, so but can understand can the, can the children like stay at home though? Because if this is going to be an expo for mums, I'm imagining mothers finding an excuse to get rid of their kids for that day for just a few hours, dump them with the aunt, leave them with the nanny, but find an excuse so that you can arrive 
on your own at the expo, maybe with your girls, you know, as other mothers, and you all arrive there and you just take the day for yourself. Or, or is, you have childcare. Is, ev- is everyone invited to come along? So, you know, the initial concept was exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. That it's just, you come and there's red carpets and there's soft music and yes. it's beautiful, right? Yeah. yeah. And then Bounce said, we want in. Oh. And we said, yes, come in. And yes. then Sunlam Takalani Sesame said, we want to build what? a kids village. Oh. And there's going to be railways and roads and all these. And we're going to teach the kids about maths. And mm. then Kia said, we want to come and we want to see all the families. And oh, Smudge wow. Art says, we're bringing balloon artists and all this stuff. Oh, okay. So wow. what we've done is we've actually said, if you buy a group ticket, yeah. so two adults, two kids, mm-hmm. dad or partner or au pair or nanny or whoever's watching the kids mm. gets in free. Oh, nice. One place, dads get in free. They watch the kids at the back of the show. Okay. Bounce and Takalani Sesame mm. and, and having fun and checking out the new Kia Sportage 2017. Mm-hmm. And mom is in the front of the show. Lovely. Where she can actually relax and she yes. can look at all the exhibitors and yes. she can listen to a speaker in peace and yes. she can have a Seattle coffee and a manicured sorbet and feel like, yes. Well, there'll be someone cook. there who teaches daddies how to ch- change nappies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the number of guys I've met who are impressed that my man can change a nappy. I, you know, like, really? <laughs> I think I'm also lucky. Hey, I, well, yeah. no, I'm afraid not. Hey, we got to do that at home. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool. Janice, so if for people who are looking for more information, well, firstly, let's talk about when the when, X-Works yes. is ha- happening, where, and then also where people can go to find um, any other information that they need in terms of how much tickets cost, that kind of thing. So when is it? Okay, so it's happening this weekend, Friday the 4th to Sunday the 6th of November. Yeah, Friday the 4th. We need a to whole Sunday the sixth of November. We need. I'm even putting it on my Twitter page. Good. Yeah, no. We we we, we definitely need all three days of the weekend to take care yes. of to take care of the mummies, and that's <laughs> that is not even a joke. Okay, so um, uh, so it's happening this weekend. Uh, what time do doors open, and what time do they close? So Friday and Saturday it's nine to five. Mm-hmm. Sunday nine to two. And if you want to hear Nikki Bush's talk, which is going to be phenomenal, she's speaking one to two on Sunday. She's our last speaker. She's actually doing a workshop that usually you pay a lot of money for. Okay. She's condensed it into an hour because we are busy moms and she's going to do it for us one till two on oh, Sunday. Wow. And then we close on Sunday. Okay. And um, tickets are, on comp- are available at CompuTicket. They're actually cheaper online, but you can buy tickets on the, at, the at the door. door. They're from okay. 100 Rand. Okay. At the door, it's 120 Rand for an adult, 240 for that group ticket, okay. and 60 Rand for a kid aged 2 to 18. Oh, nice. And if we need more information, uh, where, where can we go to online? Um, all, all Social that, media, all that, all that stuff. stuff. So our website is workingmothersexpo.com. On Facebook, you'll find us as Working Mothers Expo 2016. Twitter, Working Moms Expo. Working Moms And you must also watch the event page because our main sponsor, My Way Life, is doing some beautiful stuff just highlighting all our features um, on our Facebook event. So if you sign up to that you're interested or you're attending there, you'll get all the updates there as well. Oh, cool. I must add that. Fantastic. So wait, which day of the week are, are we going? Me, Pilla, um, must come with you. I'm not a mother. When will you not have a hangover? Um, let's not expose us, you know, in front of the I, masses. I just can't stand you people without children. You know, you can afford things like hangovers. We have to learn to handle our booze and not have a hangover the next day. We have to wake up right as rain. Um, I have cricket with the babies in the m- Well, Bonsu has cricket. Then after cricket, we have soccer. Then after soccer, yeah. Oh, gosh. Listen to you. I know. Listen I know, to you in your schedule. I know. Uh, Janice Vint, thank you so much for joining us this morning. She is the managing director of the Working Mothers Expo, the first of its kind in the world. 
it sounds like it's going to be fantastic. It sounds like it's going to be a success. Yes. It's, it sounds I'm like. I'm excited to go. It sounds Thank like you. this is going to be, too. you know, the annual project that keeps you busy for a number of years to come. So congratulations. And I hope that everything goes swimmingly. Thank you so much. It's been so great to meet you guys. Yeah, very say. nice, to, very cool. very Thank nice you. to have you coming in and joining us I hope us we'll this have morning. lots of celebrity moms there as well, hey? Yeah, no, no. They, they must. They must. Um, they must explain how is it that they managed to lose all their baby weight in two dude, weeks. In two weeks. Look at this one. I got two children. <laughs> Look at how hot Janice is a problem. She's I'm like, uh, she walks in. I'm like, oh, they must be talking about modeling somewhere. And it's like, no, I'm here for the Working Mothers Expo. I'm like, whatever, man. Yes, sir. That's www.workingmothersexpo.com for any further information. Uh, okay, well, that's it. We're out of here. We're done. Well, uh, listen, but you must hug a man. We're not out of here yet. Hug oh, a man. Okay, okay. Hug every man who is going to go out and get a ticket for their baby mama. Yes. You deserve a big, bosomy, Pamela Anderson kind of chest. Yeah. Deep. Hug. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, take, take care of your, uh, take care of your mother's children and husbands yes. take care of the mother of your children, please. Hashtag the juggle is real. Okay. And we'll be back next week, Tuesday. I'm Mabale Moloy. I'm Timmy Meraki. Love you. Cliffcentral.com.